0: Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a 5-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience.
1: Hey, you, you done yet? We got to start the show. Bobby Orr behind that, the Sanders in the door.
0: Bobby from scores in the Boston Bronze. Thirty seconds left in the period. The Bruins are short handed. Ray Borks.
1: Face-off circle to the right of Reggie Whitman, firing is down, and Whitmore at Lewis. Did he ever. Marshall, to Virgil on the drive, save, rebound is loose. Seven kicks him loose. Hey everyone's fans, welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, episode 149, we're recording on Friday, October 11, 2019. That is my friend Heather, nice freaking abrupt, uh, that's not even a word, um, nice entrance, that's what I meant to say. Ta-da. <laughs> yeah. um, quick podcast today, um, and it's on Friday, and we normally do these on the weekends or later in the week, but... Anyway, I want to get this done today because I'm traveling to Providence for the weekend and i got a ton of stuff to do. So instead of waiting uh, until Monday to get this done and create more of a panic on uh, my return to the office and see what's going on in here while I'm gone, um, we might as well just take care of it now. So um, this is episode 149 brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag. You see. Code CLNS50. and When you get a free account, get a nice fifty percent welcome bonus. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, anyway, got some Bruins t- stuff to talk about. Um, we got two games. I know we, we talked about on the previous episode. We we, we discussed that we had three games that we we're going to talk about: the Vegas game, the the Colorado game, and the home opener on uh, on the twelfth uh, against New Jersey. But we're going to dial back a little bit. And we're going to talk about uh, just the two games this week. And then what we'll do is next week we'll talk about the Jersey game. We'll add the Jersey game in so because uh, I'm going to be away. Because
0: so. you're ditching me to go to Providence. That's fine. That's I am fine. not
1: ditching you. <laughs> I, I literally, honest to God, like when I got the notice that we're accepted to go and, and cover home games uh, at the Dunk in Providence, I kind of went, okay, um, sent an email right back and said, is there any availability this weekend? And he's like absolutely. So when he said absolutely, I already had the hotel booked and everything. So yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Well, you'll um, be down
0: in your element down there. You yeah, love the baby
1: bees. So. so I'm yeah, I'm wicked pumped. And obviously, awesome opportunity. But if anything, I know you're not. I know you're not huge into the prospect area. And we are gonna, I'm gonna try to work you into that with conversations to get you up to speed. I know you're... Well,
0: that's how I live anyways. I don't need to keep up on it because you will tell me if I ask for an update on
1: what you say. Exactly. I try to be the, the encyclopedia of hockey even though you really shouldn't be listening to me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, no, no. I love they this. should be
0: listening to me less than they're listening to you, but uh, yeah, they're no. listening to both of us equally. So let's get this all. I am
1: a huge fan of the prospects and I got to say this particular Providence Bruins team is very exciting to me and I can't wait to see them live. I do stream, but you don't get that... That little feeling, that, oh my God, that, I felt that, you know? I know, I, I'm I'm saying it
0: jokingly, but I know you really do love going down to Providence. So. I do, I'm a big i I know you'll have a good weekend. I, you just fan. have to promise me that you'll just relax. I know, I will. And have fun. You'll be I fun. No, to, I know, but it's... Meaning, it's, like, it's serious enough, but go with the flow, take a breath. No
1: cheering in the if box. If little
0: things, right, no, no cheering, cheering in the, in the, the box. box. If little things throw off, like, the day a little bit, yeah. it's all right. See, it doesn't matter, because I have... Press privileges for the Providence Bruins, and yes. it's gonna be okay. Don't today. blow
1: it. That's the biggest thing is don't blow it. You won't. But anyway, let's uh, talk about not blowing. I don't think that anything is wrong with this Boston Bruins team right now. I think that they are three and one in the record books. Um, I had all my information, but I don't know. But anyway, um, they are three and one. What I think it's a great for? start. I got
0: all this paper in case you're
1: okay. Or something. She goes old school. Brings out the paper.
0: That's right, people. I like Xerox machines.
1: But going back to um, Tuesday night, October eighth, the Bruins were at the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it was a four to three regulation win. Um, not a great start to the to the game. Uh, the Bruins quickly go down two to nothing. But the resilience of this team um, and probably stern conversation by Coach uh, Cassidy. Uh, got this team uh, rev back up and came back to score four more goals and uh, and win the game in regulation. Like I said, uh, David Pasternak gets his first of the season at 11:21, assisted by Marshan and Bergeron. Um, in the same first period, Marshan gets his second goal, uh, second goal of the year at 18:58, uh, assisted by Pasternak and Krug. The second period, Marshan gets his second of the game, third of the season, uh, 33 seconds into the period, so that was really fast, uh, assisted by Pasternak, who was the only helper. Uh, and fangirl moment coming up. The second second period, uh, the final goal of the game, came from Tori Krug, his first of the year, from Carlo and Coralli with the assists.
0: It's not being a fangirl thing, although everyone's like, where's he been with... It? Like, have you not seen him trying to help drive play? No, that's good. What's I mean, like what a there? shot. But what one, a shot. that's what I said. I was like, there you go, people. One oh. goal, one assist. Good enough for you now. Um, The Marshawn, the second... Marshawn's second goal was so beautiful. Like, it was just... That's, like, what marshy does. Like, he just... He's a beautiful goal scorer when he's really Absolutely. Hey. That second one was like, whoo yeah... Yeah, boys. The Vegas game, I think, was important because, like Dallas, like we said, maybe wasn't playing the whole game up to their standard. You know, right. obviously, game one, no one's like, you know, nothing on them. Vegas and, came uh, in unbeaten too, right? Yeah, the yeah. Coyotes. I know. First of all, we're the first team Vegas has played since like April. That isn't the San Jose Sharks because yeah, <laughs> no they played them like all preseason, and then they had their home and home, and it was like, what?
1: What a rival! Going
0: on. Jesus. Yeah, well, the, no wonder why it's their Vegas' biggest rivalry. They've only been around two years, and the only people they play is the San Jose Sharks. Well, you
1: damn people are already Just pissing me saying. Off.
0: <laughs> So uh, the beginning of that game was messy. I was like, oh, this is not going well. Uh, and, um,
1: but they um, got
0: it together. And then I think it was kind of like we had talked about before. Like, you know, they're pretty good, you know, playing the neutral zone again against another team that is very good at playing hockey. Uh, quick outs, quick ins, you know.
1: No, a, lot of, a lot of impressive things to uh, to start the year. Things, that, There's still things that can be worked on, um, and definitely that's scoring. I know that we're getting these wins, and the Ws are important, points are important, no matter what time of the year, but you still have to put the goals in, in there. And with the, um, the, the impressive list on this roster of people that can put the puck in the net, I'm just surprised it's not happening more often. And it's kind—it's of, kind of getting me into the thinking mode of the past couple of years when um, concerning five-on-five.
0: I was gonna say I think they've looked better five-on-five. Five. It's not like obviously that's their best thing, but right. they also have only been mediocre on their power play too, right. which is their bread and butter all day long. Yeah. Um, although I do love that first unit. Like, I, it, and maybe it's just like all oh, like oh, because I'm, like, I'm always like, why don't you just well, put two defensemen on? Like, I'm just a. I like three forward, two... Like, for me, I would like Krug and McElvoy to always be on the first, but I like a Jake DeBrus, Torrey Krug's doing all right out there. On, you know what I
1: mean? The um, then, the concern for me isn't, isn't just that. It's not... the. Anyway, I understand what you're saying. No, I
0: know you want more scoring 5-on-5. Five five. We've had No, 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 I'm not
1: even saying that. It's secondary scoring. It's like you can't... Now we can't rely on the Marshan bergeron pastanac line. Now it's like, where's Jake? Where's... Krejci, where's everybody else? Um, I have to say, first of all, it took that top
0: line, wasn't looking the first couple games. They weren't anywhere, really. It was our secondary. You know what I mean? Like our first two goals of the year were scored by Heinen and Richie. Okay, remember that. (laughs) I think it's kind of too small of a sample size to get too much on that because everyone is kind of, you know, it is the first week still.
1: No, and it is. They're working I, I benefit out the ball. Now, all.
0: if this is the last week in October, that's a different conversation. I do have to say with Jake DeBrusca, can we just, we'll we just talk about that now because I know one of the things you had mentioned, like Jake Debrusque having a hard time getting the puck in that. I will say on his account, though, he's had a lot of shots on goal. Last night, he would have had a goal, but crazy I mean, a pass an was like a quarter, half an inch or whatever over the line. Um yeah. But... I think he'll be all right. I, I don't think Jake DeBrus is uh, not making the... Like, he's trying to put the puck in the net. Do you know what I mean? Some And it, it's not necessary. Like, last night, I would give my star of the game to Grubauer because he was phenomenal last night. He kept Colorado in that game because it, otherwise we would have won that game, even mm-hmm. though we were a defensive hot mess last night. Uh, but... Overall, the team looks pretty good, but it's the first week, you know. I do think they look better, even though they haven't scored more 5-on-5. Five five, and I am a little concerned about the amount of shots we're putting up to uh, percentage of point. I get that. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's still early, too. Like, we could also... That can flip real easy, you know. You don't want to see that going through the whole month, but the first week. But, um, I don't know. I think they looked all right, except for last night, I think, versus Colorado. it was. Well, I thought we were defensive kind of mess a little bit, but... Overall, all right?
1: Sorry. No, um, no problem.
0: Um, I'm, I'm thrown off. It's Friday. I'm a little confused. <laughs> what's going on? I'm distracted okay. by the highlights over here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: to, to finish off that game on uh, October 8th versus the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, to rest stop 31-34 for the W. Moving on to Thursday, October 10th, Bruins at the Colorado Avalanche, which was actually last night. They lost 4-2 to in regulation. First period, the uh, the Bruins got um, on the board quickly, I mean, midway in the period, with Pasternak uh, getting his second goal at the 758 mark from Marshan and Krejci. Uh, Krejci, uh, Heather, his assist is, um, it's, is that a milestone?
0: Oh, yeah, that's where, well, let me find the paper, because when I was looking over this today. Yeah, so he had an assist, and he had only needed one more to reach 450 career assists. So according pretty... to the milestone stuff I was looking at over the summer. And so that means he must have got his 450th assist, but I think so. I don't remember anybody making a deal about it. Congrats, Grage. <laughs> you know? Congratulations, if that's true. Well, I don't
1: know if they do the 50s. No,
0: it's only 450. But I just want us to recognize that, if that is indeed true. Well, at the black and gold,
1: we do recognize that. Yes. That's um, a lot of assists. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, the setup guy, you're supposed to have that. Um, and this uh, is Dano Shower gets on the board uh, with his first at 15:34 from Pasternak and Bergeron. Uh, so, Halak was uh, in that and took the loss, stopping 32 of 35. Um, yeah, this I, I gotta be honest with you folks. Um, I'm on the East Coast and, and I get up very early to go to work so. These games are tough to watch. It's uh, basically relied on replays and so on. So, um, I didn't get to see a ton of it live, but it is what it is. We are coming home on the West Coast, starting tomorrow night uh, on the West Coast. Yeah, we're coming home on the East Coast, starting tomorrow night against the New Jersey Devils. So, things are going to start to get back into into shape here. Thoughts so on? Thoughts on the uh, the Thursday I game? I told
0: you, I thought we looked defensive. <laughs> and not defense looked messy. We just looked defensively messy yeah. all over the ice. I agree. There were some really great things, because Colorado could have blown that game out too. So Con- I, I Yarrow kind of, you know what I mean? He, I mean, he gave up four goals, but he also kept them from that being a total blow. Because really, it wasn't until the third period that anything was decided. We were 2-2 going into the third, right? Right. So... Uh, I do think, though, there was a lot of that kind of sloppy things we were talking about in the middle, you know what I mean? Defense just kind of being out of position, so Yeon on Yarrow for not totally losing it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, You're
1: going to be on top of your game with the lineup like like the Abs. I mean, McKinnon... Um, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, Manishaw, they easily could like, put nine goals up against oh, you if easily. you let them think. Uh, but Rantanen. like I said, I, I think
0: the star of the game was their goaltender last night. Rubel, he, yeah. We... Definitely peppered him with enough shots that we should have won that game. That being said, we had two goals called back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, rightfully so. No, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, it, fair is fair. Like, whatever. Although, I, I do... oh, because I was listening to the game on the radio. The third period, I was outside smoking about listening to the game. And uh, Bob Beers, who's one of our radio announcer guys, he busy. when they pulled when they pulled back, um, Dubrovsk's goal, which was a nice goal. Well, I wish they wouldn't have to do that. But Pasta was over the line. Fair enough, uh, right to challenge. I, I do have to say, props to Colorado's coach for using challenges in the correct way and not, you know, because it is a new system, right? You now you can get seriously penalized for, yeah. you know, just always complaining or whatever. Way to go, um,
1: Jared Bednar. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> good. Yeah, good on iPad person that's reviewing everything <laughs> uh but beers he brought up a good idea like he was saying that well he it was an idea he said it's a rule that he'd like to be changed like he doesn't think that the puck should have to be over completely either way so like last night so like, it just
1: it just breaks the red
0: right so that you like see a little bit of right, white because they are professional goals. and the game goes fast and like he said you're trying to generate more goals and like in that case the puck was three-fourths the way over the line yeah. And Pasternak was a quarter inch over the line, so the puck was actually in the zone farther and further. You know, like in a distinctive play like that, which I do also think is it's kind of like they let them change on the fly. Like what, you know? I, don't know. I mean, I don't know about that, but that that is a kind of interesting thing to look at. because like, you know, we always talk about they change the rules, but the rules are always just a fix shit that they didn't do right in the first place. It's never like logical things. That's actually something interesting to look at, like. There's a lot that. of gunners in this league. I know
1: a while ago the NHL mentioned something about the microchip. I know I talked about it on the pod. I don't know how long ago it was. I'll bring it up again. The NHL has done testing with microchip in the puck. Um, they it's a little expensive, so they're worried about you know the lost pucks and in, in retrieval. You know because mm-hmm. you're obviously going if if you lose a puck, somebody's gonna go get it, and you, you're gonna have to pay for that. Regardless, whether somebody on the clock does it or or the microchip is gone. You're going to pay one way or another. But the thing is, it was that whole technology the NHL brought to all the owners at a board of governors meeting, and the NHL said, this is the next, this is the future, and what do you guys think? And everybody loved it. But nobody liked it when the NHL said, well, if you want this, you all have to pay for it. And it's millions and millions of dollars worth of technology. But they're making the arena owners... Take care of that, yeah, so that that obviously that you know shot down, and so on, yeah, but I mean, there has been r and d stuff on to get this right, so um, but it's just it's a it's a it's either the n h l takes the whole ball and runs with it because they're the ones that govern the friggin whole yeah. rules it's like well if you if you're doing that part, then you should take on all the all the responsibilities of supplying all of that technology to the arenas and have them install it. No, I agree with you. If you want to upgrade your system, then
0: you should be taking care of the upgrade for the... And you could probably get the tech company to sponsor that and
1: the NHL wouldn't have to pay a dime and actually make money off it
0: because then they'll run ads for their
1: So many times. I mean, I I don't know how many times I've seen so many pucks cross the net and it's like, you and I know that's in and all of a sudden they wave it off. It's like...
0: There's been a few this last week where it's like hit crossbars weird and stuff and... Yeah. It's hard to tell. You would no matter what review that you're looking at, but there might be a chance that they win. And I'll, I, although I'm not complaining, I think that those two challenges and the callbacks were good on the goals. I'm not saying like, oh, we lost the game because them. That's, right. that's good attendance on Colorado's bench and referees showing that they can do something. Just uh, unfortunate. Strictly. It is unfortunate though because I wanted to win. I wanted to be four and zero, but I guess yeah. I'll be three and one, and I'll have to. We'll look just up. have
1: to go eighty-one and one. I know. Watch. <laughs>
0: Watch out, Tampa Bay's record is just about to get
1: shattered. <laughs> but, but before going 81-1, and one, you can also place a bet on that with uh, betonline.ag, our show sponsor. And before we go into the next week's games, with a little bit of discussion about that, you could place a bet on some of these games that are coming up in the upcoming week. So the Boston Bruins regular season is finally here with two, uh, four games already in the book. So placing a wager on any sport has never been more exciting than with the great folks at betonline.ag. Did you know placing a hockey bet is not limited to the 31 teams in the NHL? At betonline.ag, you can place bets on teams in 11 leagues in Europe and even the American Hockey League. You can bet on the Providence Bruins, Rochester Americans, Bridgeport Sound Tigers, anything. Anything in the AHL, you can do it. Exactly. And guess what? Because you're a loyal listener to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast and CLNS Media content, we're giving you a 50% bonus onto your sports betting bankroll when you go to betonline.ag and use code CLNS50. This added bonus is only for your first ever deposit, and the best part is the bonus is added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast by going to betonline.ag, use code CLNS50. Please remember a minimum deposit of $55 is required to qualify for the bonus. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions regarding bonuses. Don't sit on the sidelines during your favorite sports season. Get into all the action with BetOnline.ag, your online sports wagering experts. We are back. All right. So... Three games for the upcoming week, so I'm guessing that if, if everything goes right, we will probably end up doing a show on the 20th, if possible. We yes. will discuss...
0: But late in the afternoon that yes, day. Yes, we will do that
1: late <laughs> in the afternoon. So, um, yeah, so we'll talk about the Anaheim game that is coming up on Monday afternoon. It is an American holiday. Uh, I don't know how... Columbus, um, Columbus Day. Indigenous
0: Day. Right. Native American... The- it's also state. it's Columbus Day nationally, but every state.
1: And for our Canadian listeners, uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week- happy Thanksgiving weekend. So, um, yeah, please enjoy and be safe with your families. But also, at one o'clock, you get to see a pretty decent um, a Boston Bruins game uh, at TD Garden uh, for the uh, game two. Shit, I forgot to do the. Um, well, we previewed Jersey last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, all so right. So we right. played.
0: Jersey's our home
1: opener Saturday. Yes. Yeah, very 7 exciting. PM, the 12th.
0: Yeah, better be loud, Garden fans, because I'm still mad at you about Game Seven's quietness.
1: So um, the Anaheim Ducks come to the TD Garden on Monday afternoon, and they are a, a, a very good team. And I didn't, I didn't think they would be good at all. Playing well so far. It is early, um, and then they have two days off. And then they play the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is, uh, they're not playing very well. I would say not seeming so, so scary. Exactly, you know. exactly. I, I actually, you know, when we did our, I think our season previews, I had, um, Anaheim very low and, and, and Tampa Bay very high, but this is good to see. And then to end the week on Saturday the 19th, uh, they play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so a div- big division game right there. Um, definitely looking forward to that because, uh. Yeah, we we don't like the Leafs, so and we're playing at Toronto. So and it's at game, Toronto. Three yeah, three
0: games at home, and then we go to Toronto before we come back home for a little bit.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, um, it's gonna be a, a tough week, regardless. I, I like the two day two day break in between the Anaheim and and um, the Tampa Bay game, and uh, yeah. So hopefully. Keep I like that Anaheim
0: is playing in Boston and we aren't playing in Anaheim. They could have very well made us do that on Saturday. Exactly. And then but, then, on but you Monday. know what? It
1: would have been a 7 o'clock game. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been still really good. That's a good... Actually, that's if a good If you reverse point, it, yeah. Wow, I got uh, one on you.
0: I know. I didn't really think I'm doing that. a happy good dance. Job. Woo! woo, woo. <laughs> I feel like we're... Like, all over the place today. Okay,
1: focus. Oh, because we're trying so, to... Anaheim,
0: I Anaheim, like I said, they're not as bad as the Kings. They're mediocre. They have a good goaltender, but they are playing a lot better than I thought they would be this early in the season. I thought they'd be more like, you know, November. They'd start kind of evening out because the West, Western Conference is kind of a weird place. Uh, but, yay, Tampa Bay. Again, yeah. shiny Maserati. Where's your transmission? Right. There you go. And hopefully that's what Toronto looks like. They've been, like, pretty much what you'd expect from Toronto. Right.
1: Yeah, so Dang. it's going to be Also, I just like beating Toronto, so that would be great. Oh, big fan too, especially in the playoffs first round. Yeah. Um, so an exciting week coming up, lots of good action, so hopefully they keep this going. They are playing good, but we do have some topics that we want to touch on. Um, not generated from any articles or anything like that this week, but um, just some kind of uh, you know fast ideas that we put together via text message. Uh, we did the agenda, so... I yeah.
0: do, ah, Mark's going to Providence. Yeah,
1: the, the Mark's <laughs> rushing and getting discouraged, so we got to act on a dime here. So
0: All right, breathe in. What do we got?
1: All right, so first of all I want to talk about is the Krejci injury concern, and that's for me. is um, One thing I do understand is a 90, ni- an 85, 90, or 95% player is better than probably somebody in the lower ranks of your organization. I get that. But if you're not 100% and it's this damn early, mm. why is he playing? He does not look very comfortable out there. He does not look engaged. Um, and I heard on other podcasts, uh, I think it was EEI with Matt Kalman and Ken Leard on the skate pod. I think that they were saying that David Krejci in the playoffs, he was a badass. I mean, he was like literally hitting people, getting in, you know, but with this little tense injury. It seems to hold him back from certain situations, and unfortunately, he really doesn't look good out there, and I'm saying that if he's injured, then he should be resting and not playing. I agree with that, but do you
0: think that maybe it's... Sometimes when players get injured, especially like Krejci, some, when he gets injured, it's never like a couple-day thing. Like He's had a, long, a few injuries that's kept him out a while, that sometimes players... Well, you saw this when Charlie McAvoy came back from his injury. Kind of like... Not that they're scared, but they're just protecting themselves a little bit. They're not quite, you know, I mean, during the playoffs, I mean, David Krejci, he's our playoff, I mean, every playoffs he launches, no matter what anybody else is doing. If he's on the ice, he does his thing. But I actually was trying to figure out, I I think it might be a little combination of both. Like it's, maybe the injury's nagging him a little bit, but because he didn't get any of that preseason in, that he's just kind of trying to work it out, but not go, not that he's not playing hard. I mean, he's certainly, you know, to the best of his ability. I know what you mean, though, but he exactly. maybe he's a little reserved to kind of like, if I can dump it to, you know, Jake or whatever and let them do the work-work part, you know what I mean? Yep. And uh, But I agree with you. If he's actually injured, it would be weird to me why I would be playing him, not resting him more. Like, he's played... All three of the games he's been back, he's yes. only missed the first game. Yeah. So.
1: And I give him a ton of credit for the, you know last night, getting to the net mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of created chaos. But he created too much chaos that the goal was disallowed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's all. and I'm not knocking him for that particular play. My thing is, is like, this is the opportunity, I'm sorry, this is the time for opportunities to happen. And if you needed to mismatch your lineup, this is a good period to do it. It's not in March when you're, like, fighting, you know, fighting for a playoff spot or already in and preparing yourself. This is, like, the early days of the regular season, and I think that this would be a good opportunity to, like, if you're not fully healthy, you plug a Charlie Coyle up there and you shift everybody up, bring a kid from Providence who's playing well, and just Bjork, um, you know, air quotes. Don't air quote, I love that. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many options to keep a David Krejci healthy, and, you know, so on. So, and we'll probably, I'm probably going a little too far on the thought of this, but it just, he just doesn't look right. And I don't know.
0: Well, on one hand, I, I wouldn't think that Cassidy and the trainer or whoever would make the decision to put him in a situation where, like, he really shouldn't be playing. It's not like it's the playoffs or late right. in the season where they kind of maybe might let players, what, like, I mean, Sedano O'Chara, why are my face together? I have to get back out there kind of thing, right? <laughs> uh, it's probably a little bit of just it's nagging him, and he's trying to find his groove where he did miss all the preseason. He didn't play a single preseason game. I mean, well, he got injured during that, but that was like so like early. first game. Right, but that was like when we were still on like kind of sort of actual rosters, you know, mm-hmm. when like anybody could be on your slot, all 105 people you have signed somewhere in your organization. So, um... That could just be maybe, especially, I mean, we played, not that our first two games, but Vegas and Colorado are, I mean, they, they're they cup contender two type teams. Sure. and And uh, maybe he, they, maybe, not saying he hasn't been told to not push himself, but, you know, if he can let the young kids around him do a little more of the work that he generally do. We'll see what it's like come this next week, right? We'll see what goes on, like, Saturday. They have, you know, the the day off and get through, and then they have those couple days next week, you know. Like we were saying with Patrice Bergeron, like the, the minutes played doesn't necessarily mean anything. It could just be it's early in the season. Why make, like you said, why right. make someone play that much? What is Krejci's, do you know what Krejci's minutes have been like?
1: I haven't, I haven't even looked at that. No, I was just wondering. I know you sometimes have random things like that. right? Yeah, but I didn't have time no, to play. I, you know I me? mean, last minute guy.
0: I agree that it's a little concerning, but I also think it could be still kicking off the rust. That makes sense.
1: makes sense. Uh, Speaking of rust, great segue right there. Um, Jake DeBrusque is a little bit snake-bitten offensively. Um, And when you talk about the secondary scoring that this team desperately needs and not riding that first line of uh, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, this is um, a little uh, concerning for me. I, I mean... And he had a goal taken back last night. You know, I get that and so on. But I know he's he's, he's still working hard and so on. But I just, for me, I want to see Jake do well. Because it's a contract year. And I I really want to see a breakout year for him. I want him to show that he's going to prove that dollar value he's going to get next season. Regardless if he takes the hometown discount like everybody else seems to be doing in Boston lately. And, and, and Sweeney's Sweeney's. Um, but, you know, I, I gotta I, Jake for me on that line, he's, that is my secondary scoring guy that needs to pick it up. A couple thoughts on this. One, I think that he's
0: a young kid in a contract year in a town with a lot of big name people who have been taking, you know, he's caught it like you gotta show your worth. And sometimes that freaks people out. When It's the same reason when you sign your big contract, sometimes they're a little freaked out once they have the contract because they're like, oh, my God, now I'm worth nine point whatever million. Um, I don't think Jake DeBrusco is any more rusty than some other people on that team I would have heard more from. Like Sean Corrali. I think, is playing well, you know what I mean? But I, I feel like we're used to seeing more from him, from at least like, you know, even the Sis or whatever, getting the play going, you know. Uh, there's a few of them. I think... Jake, though, this is kind of typical Jake DeBrusque, though, right? Because he's, all forwards are streaky, but he is very streaky. Like, he'll go 25 games where you're like, wow, look at this kid, Woo! And then you're like, two weeks of, where the frig is Jake DeBrusque? You see him there, Krejci's looking over at him.
1: All right, so speaking of Krejci, Yeah. back to Krejci again. Is Jake DeBrusque suffering from... Playing with a guy like Krejci and in no. uh, his injury.
0: No, because Krejci isn't that injured. Okay. If he was that injured, they would not have him on the ice over the first four games of the season. Like, if he was that hurt that he really shouldn't be on the ice, they would have never put him back in. They would have saved him to start in Jersey in the first place. Do you know what I mean? That's just my thought on that. No, I think that this line generally had—the second line has had this issue, right? I mean, you obviously your line suffers when one of you is off, right? Like— We've seen that top line, right? You get one of those three top line players off, and sometimes that line doesn't do anything at all. You know what I mean? I don't think that one's necessarily affecting the other, though. I think Krejci's going to be all right because he's a veteran. He hasn't looked horrible. He doesn't look like himself, though. Remember we talked about this? We can't compare to what we expect, like... He can't be David Krejci from May because he got an injury and they had a short off season and whatever. Right. At the same time, I have to trust that it's not 1985 and the trainers wouldn't, yeah. and the doctors wouldn't clear him to that kind of level. You know what I mean? Right. I think, though, the last two games especially, we were playing more formidable opponents where he could have kept, just like he did with Bergeron, like lower the minutes a little bit. Is a little harder to do that in the Vegas and the Colorado game than, say, the uh, Arizona game. You know what I mean? For gotcha. that. Uh, and also, though, like we talked about Bergeron, maybe that second game, he went down on minutes because that first game, it was like, okay, well, maybe nineteen's a little too high right now. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. need a day. Same thing could be going on with Krejci, too, him trying to figure out what level he is comfortable. at. But I think Jake's issues are Jake's issues and David's issues are, and their overall arching issue is, ar- we shouldn't even call that a second line. We should call it a second two, <laughs> a second pairing, a second forward pairing, <laughs> Yeah, um, no, but I don't think one's affecting the other. And I think they're both going to be fine because once Jake Debrus does get,
1: like, I'm sure it wasn't good when it
0: got pulled back. That probably was like the oh, oh, like, yeah. that was the thing. But
1: hey, you just see it on his face. He's still
0: a young kid. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. I know. I,
1: just, I don't want. I want him to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: He's. Oh no, I hear you. I love Jake Debrus. You. You know that? Like I said, you called that all the way. I've been watching him, and he's doing. You know. But I think it's such a small. I hate this. I honestly, I want to retire. Sample size. I can't. It's not uh, just you. As everybody says it. Someone said it like fourteen times. Not and it wasn't you. On something I was listening to the other. Day. I'm like it's the new juicy rebound. Um, <laughs> but it in this case, it actually is a small sample size. It's only four games out of eighty-two. So
1: right, right. I think I
0: think everything's gonna be all right. Well, of course, I'm only optimistic in sports. So there. You <laughs> well, go. this is
1: probably not going to segue into very good talks anyway but brandon carlo he's he's very slow style seems very um lost uh deer in headlights at moments um is this the effects of not being with the club and practicing um well i'm sure he's practicing but being around the team during the preseason
0: I may be a little bit. I think a little bit because I think like Chara is playing better than McAvoy. You know what I mean? So yeah. it could be a little bit. As, and we talked about that too, especially because they are so young. Like right. just the
1: right. And if you are Chara, you want to play for you your last, last year, right? Hopefully. And I mean,
0: and you know, Chara's, I think we, well, all the people we were worried about looking like Bacchus and Chara. Like they look just fine out there. Like they're not the yep. ones I'm necessarily. At least for what I'm expecting, they're definitely playing more like the players I expect them to be at their mm-hmm. point in their career. You know. Um, I'd be more cons- like I'm more concerned about the Jake De thing if you're asking me to apples to oranges, but I, I do agree with you. I feel like the first game out, right? Like like because him and Krug are usually paired together. They looked like Carlo and Krug doing their thing, and like they had a pretty good it, the first game was pretty good groove for everyone. We talked about. Everyone just seemed like they were pretty comfortable. everyone, even the new kids that were in there. They worked it pretty hard you know, fit right in, you know, the way Boston sometimes does, like, you're either a member in or you're out, you know, right. you can always tell the odd men out, they go away, oh my God, speaking of that, dude, I saw a review, uh what is it called, like a video review of something, and it was like, who is that guy you like, Vedrano, or whatever his name is, and I was like, because <laughs> there he was, I was like, oh, he's still here haunting my nightmares, him and that that was like three days after I fucking I heard Jimmy Hayes on Spitting Chicklets. I was like, "Is this the week of just talk to everybody?" Inga doesn't want to do it. That was a great it?
1: episode, by the way. Uh, no,
0: it really was. And I'm like, "Don't make. I'm not. I'm still not going to like Jimmy VC. I mean, I like you as a human. You know what I mean. I don't know you as a person. I'm not VC or Hayes. Hey, both of
1: them. Oh, I God. hate them both. Yeah, because they're family.
0: Yeah. Well, I just mean as play. Like, just they. I'm sure they're solid dudes in the in the world. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I don't know them personally. I would never charge that. It's like, but um. I think that Carlo is going to be all right, too. I have to hold that. But I do. More than DeBrusque or Krejci, I think you can see Carlo struggling to find his groove. And I don't know if that's off training I, I, or what it is. I don't know if it's general disappointment because he didn't get all the money that he thought it was going yeah, to mean, No, I'm just kidding.
1: It is, and like We're going to say this a lot. It's early, so mm-hmm. there's rust to be shaking off, especially when you're not with the team in the full training camp. Because you're doing the contract negotiation stuff and... I get all that. So, and actually, unbelievable watching the freaking highlights from the uh, last night's game. But anyway. I don't want to watch these highlights. I've <laughs> already watched them. Um,
0: no, I, no, who off. did he play? Who did he play with? He wasn't even paired with Krug most of the night last night, too. I don't that was my thing, thing that worries me is that we, um, he wasn't looking right, whoever he's with. and that you know. But that could just be a mental thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the... What's going on? Because the first three games were looking all right. Last night was not looking all right, you know? Right. Last night was like everyone's starting to collapse a little bit. And I don't, I don't like that, but yeah. I'm sure they'll be good.
1: you like the new king of the segues. Um, to Gerask. Looked like he passed out a little bit at the end of the game. A little dehydrated. Um, cramping. But I want to say it was... <laughs> That was a bit of a concern because I, he kind of collapsed a little bit and then he was helped off the ice. Um, so, and of course, most intelligent Bruins folks were, were worried while the other haters were all pissing and moaning about how he can't you know play a complete game. And, oh, God, they came out early on the Vegas game when they went down 2-0. And I was like, oh my God, here we go, let's trade everybody, trade Rask, it's like those folks, they... they, they... The thing is,
0: you can't trade everybody just whenever you're mad at them for a game. Like, I know. You're right, we could trade Tuga Rask, and best... we could be the new Ottawa Senators. No, I'm just kidding, we'd never be the new
1: Ottawa Senators. <laughs> no, because you'll never Shocker, your...
0: they're number 31 you'll in the You'll never get league. an
1: Uber driver out of uh. that. Uh. <laughs> No, but it's like this, those are moments I absolutely love because I, I like Rask. I think he's a good goaltender. Mm-hmm. He's one of the league's best. Is uh, the elite. That's for me. I'm not going to get in that argument anymore. But, you know, I, the moments like that for the haters and then the moments when the Bruins tied it up and came back and win it, scored four goals to win it suddenly too The,
0: Hall of Fame the Smile
1: on my face. And I just like thinking of all those haters as I'm smiling. I'm like that's why you have to be patient. Just be just be cool and just watch it unveil. If it if it's a terrible loss, then get after them at the at the end of the game. At the end of the 60 minute mark, have at it. But give the freaking dude a chance. I'm so sick of it, but Well I just I just don't know why it
0: has to be like that. Although I was listening to the hater station just because it was on or whatever. And uh, yeah, it threw me off. I went to put the radio on and the Pats were on one channel. Like, why are you on this channel? This is my channel. And I was like, oh, God, what's the other channel? Just Anyways. Patriots. Um, I don't know. What's the timing of that? Why do people, these national people need to look at the schedules and stop coordinating all the sports Seems to be playing at the same time. Um, what the heck was I saying? What were we saying? Oh, Tuca. Someone did say something, though, like, with the dehydration thing, and then like people were talking like how hot it is in Vegas, and it, like they brought up a good point, but they're not playing in the desert, they're right. playing in the ice rink, right? Um, and it's strange because goaltenders apparently drink a lot more liquid now because they work like a thousand times, you know what I mean? Just their pads, their the fast, the quickness shit whatever. But, um, I'm glad that he was dehydrated and it wasn't a pulled muscle because that That's is what I thought too. You, I mean, yes goaltenders play with the pulled muscle but can't help that
1: um, yeah want to take a break for a second no well we okay, got to get this done I didn't know done. what you were doing um, so we're, we're just okay. going to end it with the, the uh, one last topic um, and the, the TD Garden seat saga continues now there was a lot of people that were complaining about the seats because of the room that they were seeing and obviously that was in preseason so everybody's going to probably you're probably going to hear a lot of complaining on Saturday night, uh, regardless of the Bruins win or lose. Probably more if they lose. But uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. So the the TD Garden came out on record and said, you know, kind of, uh, air quotes, it is what it is. You're going to have to get used to it, kind of. You know It. They didn't say it exactly like that. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Yeah.
0: Well, they're not going to tear out the seats and redo it because the fans are right. complaining. Right. You
1: know? right. But, so, that got... Them more furiated and saying you know blah 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 and then then they came back with another uh, public statement and said we understand the fan uh, the you know the the concern that the fans have and so on and w- we're addressing it so my guess is that this really pushed them into a corner because y- you basically put the fans. Not even Well, you weren't even thinking about them. You were thinking about the almighty dollar and how many more seats you can fit in that arena. But you weren't thinking about those people. And I think they understood that. So now what they're going to have to do is, yes, you're going to have to get used to this for the rest of the season, but I can almost guarantee that they, they might address this uh, during the off season.
0: Well, you're gonna have two fan bases plus anybody who goes to a concert or anything else at the garden complaining yep. about it. So by April, I'm sure it should be super loud. Oh, I have yeah. not obviously been there and sat in them, but this is a bigger beat. Like, after, I know you were hearing things and you kept telling me, I'm like, the freaking seats, what is everyone up in arms about the seats? But it is like everywhere. Like, now it's smo- snowballing into full blown outrage in the community of Boston. <laughs> Yep. Like this. It, it, part of the problem is that I'm sure the architect or whoever was redesigning has said, this will be a brilliant idea, right? And instead of doing, like you said, I know this because I watched a whole school give about this way, <laughs> where they ask you for your input and then nobody listens to your input yes. and then they do it the way they want yes. only to it's have people not your be like, idea it's is not a good idea. the most impractical, some of these things are the most impractical. Um, so I agree with you, maybe first... They should have done a mock-up, like they said, this is what we want to do. They're like, great, let's see what that feels yeah. like in a thing. But they didn't do that. So now, on one level, yeah, everyone does have to suck it up just for the seat. Or everyone refused to buy tickets. I mean, those are the only two options. Yeah. Or like, don't sit anywhere near where your legs might get squished. Just this amazes only me sell on the balcony.
1: It amazes me that in the planning stages of this, I mean, this is. I mean, you know, you're going to have to get firms in there that they're going to do the work, they got to do all the structure drawings, to blah, 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 get everything ready. That takes a while. So they, had, you know, it wasn't just like at the end of the last season, like they said, all right, here's the money, here's the plans, go. It's, it's a planned process. This has got to be at least two years in the making.
0: Yeah, it's probably happened at five other stadiums well, and the fans com- all complained for the first yeah. year and then nothing was done about so, it. Right, right, how how come in today?
1: that planning process the fans weren't involved in your R&D? Because we don't give them any money. Yeah, know. that's true.
0: I mean, no one's paying seven hundred dollars to sit in their little seat.
1: Yeah, no, to be on their phone. Uh <laughs> <laughs> in their Hartford
0: Whalers jersey. <laughs> sorry, oh, that's sorry. terrible.
1: Um, okay. can we? W- what's up? No, go. No, what are we doing?
0: I don't know what we're doing. I was gonna say, can well, we you go just, through
1: you the? Said something, and I was. No, like... no,
0: no. I was gonna say, where you, where you go. Where are you go- where are you going with the seat thing, besides it is now snowballing into friggin' addressing Well, it's, like everyone's be, it's gotta be,
1: doing, it's gotta be, something's gotta be done. Yeah. I mean, they, they, if fans are literally uh, saying that they will pull out of this, buying the season tickets, that's, that's a threat that these people do not want to well, mess Well, see, with. they'll listen to those fans, because they can buy season tickets. Yeah, but can't. it shouldn't have gotten to a point that you had to, like, the, the fans have to threaten anything. It's, uh, Yeah, but they don't... It could have been done better. But this
0: whole thing is that you always... This is one of those things you talk about, though. Like, hockey's a business. This is one of those not-the-fans-have-nothing-to-do-with-it-they-don't-really-care things. Like, do you know what I mean? Just like when they put really stupid, like, halftime things at, like, outdoor games that nobody likes. Like, you pull someone no one's ever heard of instead of, say, someone everybody's heard of, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know whatever, the Dropkick Murphys to do a Winter Classic game. You're like, oh, who's this person? Or, I never understood it, things like that, or even, like, the national games. I don't need other people singing the national anthem. Why don't you just have the people who sing it every other game in that arena sing it? You know what I mean? If you're playing U.S. versus Canada, you bring whatever, both of them down and let them sing it. I don't, like, get that Montreal game. Why don't you just bring Renee and Montreal's equivalent and put them all together? Um, But, uh, again, they're, they're not. Just like when they redesign. Um, no one asked me to when they put out that hideous yellow bear fucking jersey in the late nineties oh, as a third jersey I that. the I first hate, third jersey I hate the pooh bear. it was disgusting. No one consulted me. <laughs> I like want to set it on fire every time I see it because some people still will wear it, but you know that's every time I steps. see
1: that pool or like bear. airline,
0: no one asked airline passengers when they could start charging me a hundred dollars for every extra pound that I put on my suitcase. but
1: every time I see that pooh bear jersey, I think <laughs> so of the fucking. It. The the guy the the bus driver on the movie Slop Shot when he's beating the crap out of the side of the the bus, and Braden's like, well, "Hey hey, what are you doing? I'm making that look mean." You know, it's like, "Come on." Well, and like, it's just hideous. Get some teeth in the one. All right, we we are getting way out of whack. Okay, here.
0: I'm gonna do these though real quick so we don't get all right, it. Well, all right, just Ready? okay. We're gonna, I'm going to finish up those milestones because we already missed David Krejci's because I was unprepared for one of them, all right? So, it's highlighted. Calm down. I talk fast. No, I know. Ready? I know. I got to get going. I know. Well, fine. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm not leaving. I'll get to there. All right, so we had started talking about milestones. So we realized that David Krejci has already got his 450th assist the other day. So yay, we recognize that. He only has 47 more games and he'll reach the 900 game mark. And he only needs 56 points now to make the 700-point mark. So he should easily be able to do that. He's usually healthy, yeah? Yeah. All right, Brad Marchand apparently is going into all sorts of clubs this year. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> so he needs 30, 35 more goals this season to reach a 300-goal milestone. He need only be the seventh player in Bruins history to score all 300 with the club, which is kind of interesting. And he needs uh, one more assist now. And he'll join the 300 assists club. So, first week out, we're already breaking records, right? Uh, David Pasternak, he's about to join the 300 club. He needs 11 more points. And he needs 76 more games. Really? To join the 400 game club. I know. How can... I was like, Pasternak already is at 400 games as a bro... Like... Wow. That's crazy. Uh, And that one, he might not get because he always gets hurt at some point in the season. But we'll see. All right. Tori Krug is needs fifty eight more points to be the fifth highest scoring defenseman. What else? Yeah, he needs thirty four more games to hit his five hundred career game mark. Again, he's been around longer than yeah. it feels like he's been around because yeah. he's young there. Yeah. And he needs ten more points to hit three hundred career points. Tuka needs three more games to reach his 500 game mark. Nice. Which he'd have, but obviously the boys have been splitting it. He also needs five more shutouts to have 50 in his career. Yaroslav Halak only needs. Nine more games to reach his 500 career game, so both goalies might, are going to definitely reach that. And he only needs two more shoutouts to reach 50, so good on our goalies. They should both rate that. Jake DeBrus needs 15 more points to reach 100 career points. Wake up, Jake. Come on, Jake. You could do this by Let's Thanksgiving. Go. Let's go, boy. Could do on it. I think that's all I had on that. I just wanted to say that because if not, we'll never get back to it. <laughs> so all right. how am I supposed to watch and see what's going on? All right. Before we go, though, can I just say. Absolutely. Um, the floor I, is yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, This week, um, uh, my uncle David lost his best friend, Dennis Miller, suddenly. Uh, They have been best friends for 50 years now, at least, probably more than that. Uh, They went to the United States Marine Corps together. Uh, They graduated Ainsbury High School together, played football there together. Uh, I danced with and taught his daughters, uh, Lindsay and Sarah, growing up Uh, there. His wife, Robin, is a fellow Bills fan, and uh, Jesus, I just wanted one. to send my love out. Well, her family's from out there, so. Okay. Uh, but I just wanted to send my uh, love out because Uncle Dennis, I've known him my whole life, and he was a really awesome guy, and uh, any of you who are local around here probably seen him walking all around, up and down Whitehall Road. He'd always go on his walks every day, always keeping in shape, and uh, just a sad time for them and their family, and... My uncle and everybody who knew and loved Dennis. So, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for being an awesome adopted uncle and uh, all our love from the Janvier clan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the Miller family and um, thoughts, continued thoughts with them um, on this difficult time. So, Way to uh, depress everyone at the end, but I just would be
0: remiss if I didn't mention it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. He's no, on that's, my mind. you know,
1: servicemen and so on. We respect those people and we respect family and friends. So, um, yeah. That's so on awesome. slightly happier note, the Patreon.com uh, winner this week is my fajah. My dad won. Yay! I'm pretty pumped. So my dad, Mr. Allred, Mr. Allred, that's what I, call him. I know, right? It's so weird. I'm calling my dad like it's like almost like he's teaching me again. In in, uh, in did you call it, Did you call him, Mr. Allred? I think I called him dad, but when I was really mad at him, I think I went to Mr. Allred. Because you know how the role, I, I did the role reversal? because like you almost like it. You know, when you get the middle name yeah. and the last name, you know you're in trouble. So I kind of threw that in, you know.
0: Well, I also had your father and they prayed for social studies, <laughs> and I'm sure that went over real well. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. All you think is your dad hucking the thing, the yeah. stupid loud, like, you know, Mark, come to the office. <laughs> yeah. You have their schedules. You know, back when every classroom didn't have a phone
1: in it that you called the classroom. Right.
0: All right. But anyway, All right, Mr. anyway All right. Woo!
1: if you'd like to join my father in winning awesome T-shirts and and Bruins gear from Fanatics, our uh, uh, one of our partners, uh, please go to patreon.com slash Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, donate a dollar per episode, and get involved in these uh, uh, member giveaways. Uh, Patreon member giveaways that we do. Uh, we've given away I don't know how many this since the beginning of September. So I think we're going on six weeks. So we've given away six shirts There's six great members that really help us um, uh, cut the operating costs of what we do here and on the website. So truly, truly appreciate that. So uh, jump on board if you'd like to help. We we'd certainly appreciate it. And, and by doing that, you get involved in the member uh, giveaways. So. Um, if you can't join Patreon, you know what you can do: rate and review, baby. Yeah, please go to rate and review on all the platforms that you currently use. We are on all of them. If we're not, please reach out, and I'll try to see what I'll see what I can do to get you on that. Uh, the reviews mean a lot to us, and it's uh, it's for easy access for other people to find our show and others. So uh, we certainly would appreciate that. And also. Um, we do something financially. I know the holidays are coming up, so I know that a lot of these uh, the people that are listening right now are sports not probably Boston Bruins fanatics. Speaking of fanatics, if, if, if during the time of the holidays and your holiday shopping, go to the blackandgoldhockey.com website and use the fanatics banner on the right-hand side of the screen. Click on that and do all your shopping from the NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, and so on. Um, We would certainly appreciate that. We get the commission on all the sales, so that's another way of uh, getting some money back and helping out. So certainly appreciate that. Uh, And if you can't do anything financially, please just... Um, share on Facebook. Share the show on Facebook and uh, retweet. We would certainly appreciate that too. Make and
0: 15 people you know give us yeah, a five star you review. Know, it's we
1: appreciate any little act <laughs> of kindness that we can get, and 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 this is why we do we do this because we do love it, and uh, you know. It's fun. All right, guy,
0: you got to get ready to go. Right, to I got to get out. Of, I, I got to get
1: Providence bound, so I got a lot of packing to do and and schedules to look at. So, um, thank you again, everybody, for listening. We, I really appreciate that, Heather. Again, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a wonderful ride from the, the the whole summer into the the new 2019-20 Boston Bruins campaigns, and we're going to be doing this a lot more often. And I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So, thank you very much, everybody. We will talk soon. Peace, BFO, go bees.
0: Thanks again for listening to and supporting the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows help us keep the stock going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockey blog at gmail.com, and by following the show on Twitter at Black Peace
1: out.